एवरीवन नमस्ते माय नेम इज अविनाश आनंद सिंह वेलकम टू द अनदर एपिसोड ऑफ बीइंग आइकॉनिक विद अविनाश आनंद सिंह दिस एपिसोड वी हैव गॉट एन अमेजिंग पर्सन ही इज अ सोशल मीडिया इन्फ्लुएंसर मोर देन 10 मिलियन कंटेंट व्यूज and he has been a tedx speaker an ink speaker and has been into major influences for a lot of people in building their brand and his name is quentin alams he's an amazing guy with an amazing story how he started and today where he has reached in terms of building his own brand so i hope you enjoy this episode do let me know take care Hey everyone namaste this is avinash anand singh welcome back to the episode of being iconic with avinash anand singh today we have a special guest with us he is a brand builder he is a influencer social media marketer video creator storyteller you put all the uh, credits to his this guy has been a influencer on linkedin i have that's how i have come across his work his content has been viewed over 10 million times he is a tedx speaker a vidcon speaker and also inbound conference speaker He helps people and companies and brands to make money through video creation. Now this is all good, but once upon a time in his life, he went through a rough phase as well when he was eating rice with frozen chicken with his dog. And from that space today, he's one of the most influential LinkedIn marketer today we have. So I'm so honored today to interview Mr. Quentin Alams. Quentin, welcome to the show. Thank you man I'm excited. That's a cool intro. Very cool intro. You did your research. Perfect. Yes, yes. How's your dog by the way? How's your dog? Uh he's good. He's normally in here, but I he's out there with my girlfriend. So Okay, what is he? Uh Levi. Levi. Perfect. Quinton to start with, even I am a pet lover. I want to start what is the significance or value of having a pet in your life? What is your take yeah. on that? Yeah, I am um, my best friend, man. Like I honestly I don't think I would have made it through through that first or second year without him like on it like you start something new and it, you feel alone you have this big change people don't want to be a part of that change like he was the one constant in my life it sounds weird to say that but like that's that's my best friend man right for how long he has been with you he's turning 5 this year i got him when he was 3 months so since wow. he's a puppy Yeah, you're for a long time. Perfect. So, Quinton, uh, take us through your uh, life journey. I want to understand about your childhood. What kind of childhood you had? How did you grow up? What was the kind of environment you were exposed to? What kind of initial belief system you formed up? So, a bit of about your childhood. Yeah. Um it's always a weird question, man. I feel like I don't I don't really remember much before 18. I feel like I didn't really live, you know. It's it's a weird childhood like my my dad like when i was 2 weeks old you know so i didn't really ever have a relationship with him um my mom i saw like trying to build her own business like teaching at the same time bouncing around we moved around a lot i think i moved like 17 times as a kid um but she worked really hard to get us out of bad areas into good areas but even then you know like like there was just some crazy crazy things like we were taken into like foster care for a little bit because i'm just bad so i don't need to go into these stories but just bad stuff that happened you know um got us back like men um that she married just terrible terrible men terrible things happening um i was actually homeless by the time i got into college um and all i had was like my guitar um and my voice you know and like that was really my first taste of entrepreneurship I know it's not considered entrepreneurship but that like I learned how to market myself I learned how to talk I learned like why people gravitated towards me I learned that it wasn't really the way I sing you know it was the way that I composed these songs and my lyrics and the creativity that I had and those are the same things that I apply to everything that I do now childhood as a whole you know it was just it was a rough time for me but like the pain that I had I fuel like that fuel the things that I created You know, and that's that's always been the case. You know, that's still the case. Uh, a lot of the things that I do come from that pain. But I don't know. I wouldn't change anything. You know, it's just there's a there's a lot in those first eighteen years that I just I just blank out. You know. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. Completely. Oh, Quinton. Uh, you see, some a lot of people go through uh, situations like that and very challenging childhood, and we always see some people, some children, maybe they lose their way and. they may not be able to come to the place in life wherein they have achieved something and to create some value and some people like you 
uh, same background, everything remains the same, and you reach to a certain height in life. What is that which is the differentiating point in the process? Yeah, I don't know if I can say. You know, like I, someone reached out yesterday um, with everything that's going on with like Black Lives Matter, and he was like, "Hey, Q, I saw all your posts, and I know in one of your previous previous posts you said ask questions. So I'm going to ask a question." What is it like being black? Like, how has that affected you? Did it affect you before this? Like all these, just a bunch of questions. And I was like, I respect that. I respect you asking the question. Um, and I told him like 1000%, it's, it's affected me, you know, like from me starting a business, like two me starting this business two years ago, I had two businesses before this, but this business and struggling in the city, you know, and having to go out and like beg, not beg, but work and work for these resources. And then seeing like my counterparts start a very similar business and just being handed something. So like, yes, I know how to work. Yes, I've had a crappy childhood, but I know people way worse with way worse circumstances than me that are making it. So for me, it was just, yeah, I worked hard. I also got lucky, you know, I, I met the right people at the right time and they pointed me in the right direction. Like, I, I don't, I can't pinpoint the one thing and what the differentiator is because I know there's a lot of things, but I would say that luck is in there. You know, I would say that I met the right people at the right time because there's so many talented people, you know, like one of my business partners, he's, he's off doing his own thing now and he's freaking crushing it, dude. And he's growing, but he was a refugee, you know, and he came here like terrible circumstances. And when I met him, like he didn't even have this confidence built around like he didn't have any confidence really because people like just didn't value his work. He's one of the most talented people I've ever met in my life. He raised $5,000 in 12 minutes, like a couple of days ago, like the most talented people I've met in my life. People like that. It's like, again, like they didn't meet the right people. They wouldn't be where they are. Like there's so many people out there that are way more talented than me, way smarter than I am that just don't have the opportunities. So I would just say like, I worked hard. Yeah. And I, kept putting myself out there and eventually I met those people. Maybe that's the differentiator. I, I don't know though, you know, yeah, yeah. So looking back now, when you look back to the childhood, uh, how do you see your childhood now from this space? Having achieved this, do you see a value in that childhood you went through? How, yeah. How you now? yeah um, I always go, I, I say, I forget about it, but I don't, I always go back to it and I look at what I was doing and I was a weird kid, man. Like I, I love sports. Um, so I was like this anomaly, but I loved music and I loved writing. Like I was always writing these stories, you know, and like people say like, I was always meant to be an entrepreneur. I don't believe that about me at all, but I was a creator, you know, and I always was seeing these stories around me and how, how should I tell this to make them feel that, you know, or like what's going on in my life and how can I communicate that here? And that's what I got really good at. And that just carried on through my life through college. Like people would go to parties in college and I was sitting in my room writing a novel, like at, 18 years old, like why, like what is wrong with it? You know, but like, that was me, you know, and like crafting and, and fostering those skill sets like that. That's what I was doing. So the pain, like I was saying, like I learned how to communicate. That was my way to communicate. And now I'm really trying to master that skill in a unique way. I don't want to just be a writer. I want to do it in my own way. You know, I'm going to tell stories in my own way, but a childhood that, that was the start, you know, the pain, the stories like that, that was the start. It was all, it was all just one big story, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Beautiful. Beautiful. Amazing. What was the first business you started? What was the first professional work you launched into? Yeah. Um, first professional work I did outside of music, I would say was marketing, the social media intern. Um, as a professional, the first thing I really did was ghostwriting. Um, so me pretending to be someone else, like me writing in your voice, that's ghostwriting. Um, yeah. The first business that I started, though, um, outside of freelance work was a virtual reality. Um, I'm weird, man. I'm an anomaly. I do so many things, but virtual reality um, education platform. So essentially, all I got to was uh, we built an MVP out that you put on a headset you walked in a coffee shop and you would order coffee in Spanish. So it was really teaching you, okay, language, like literally just that's as far as we got. Like I would order this. Yes. Yes. Like we, I had no idea what I was doing, but the idea was um, let's build this virtual reality platform open source where people can build their own simulations um, and you can learn whatever you want to learn. We didn't get very far. I didn't know what I was doing. It wasn't the right time to do that, but that was my first business. And then after that, I started my first agency. Then after that, um, I started Urban Misadventures. Right. So Urban started two years back, I think. 
One more time, sorry. Uh, Urban Misfit started two years back. Yeah, Urban Misfit Ventures started in 2018. I've started my first business in 2016. So it's been about four years uh, for me as a full-time entrepreneur. Or this is the fourth year. Right, right. And how has been entrepreneurship till now? Has it, has it been good? All hunky-dory <laughs> or you have been also through some challenging time in between the process? Uh, yeah, like you said, dude, I was eating rice and chicken. Like I used to take change yeah. to the grocery store. Like, hey, take us to that part as well. Take us to that one as well. I wanted to just ask the question. Good you mentioned about it, yeah. Yeah. Um, so when I was starting the VR, the virtual reality company, um, I also started an agency at the same time because I needed to make money. And I was not making money. Um, so I, I rented out, I had two extra rooms. I rented out two extra rooms. My rent was $850. I rented out my two extra rooms for $500. So I was actually making money on my apartment. So I was able to just live and just do my thing. Uh, but I had no money, you know, I had other bills, I had debt. Um, so struggling, man, like hardcore struggling, like wasn't bringing in any money. And like, I had to figure it out. I would literally take this change that I had and like bring it to the grocery store here and there or whenever I finally got someone to pay me like, okay, let's go get groceries. Dude, I, I remember the power being turned off. I remember going to get groceries one time, first time with a full fridge and then I didn't pay my utility bill so my power turned off and all my food spoiled. Like it was terrible. Very, very dark time for me like trying to build this thing. And I remember one of my friends um, coming from Iowa yeah, I think Iowa um, to Milwaukee. And he's like, yeah, dude, I just want to visit for the day. And he ended up asking, can I stay over? And my power was off. And I was like, and I ended up talking to him about this and all this stuff. And he's like, dude, what are you doing? Like, don't, don't do this. Like, go back and do what you're doing. And I said, I got this. And big wake up call for me. Cause it's like, damn, I was struggling. This was a terrible moment in my life, but I do got this, you know? And I did. And I never went back to that point where the power was off or anything like that. But it's a real turning point for me. And that's, that's the time when I got approved for a TEDx talk. That's the time when people really started watching my videos. That's the time when I realized that I actually was kind of smart and I saw things differently, you know, and I did have a gift in telling these stories. Uh, but it, again, it came through that pain, like that, that time in my life was terrible and it didn't stop after that, you know, like, like, yes, like from then on, it was like, okay, I got this. But then I realized I was bored and I didn't like, doing this for me. I wanted to help other people. So I launched Urban and we absorbed that client base. But then I was basically paying everybody's salary on what I had, which was like nothing at the time. Um, and we released some clients, so literally nothing. So I was starting from ground zero again. Then I moved apartments and my credit was bad because my first businesses destroyed my credit and I, I was homeless again. So I was sleeping on the office floor, not even our office. I was sleeping on the office that we were like using with another company. I was sleeping on that floor. I was bouncing from Airbnbs and hotels. I was like, I had nothing. Then eventually I, I got my place and I remember sleeping in my bed for the first time. I remember taking a shower in my own shower. It was the most amazing feeling, dude. And like uh, now it's like, now that like my place is incredible, you know, like I love my view. I'm with my girl, like the most amazing place, but it, it's still a struggle sometimes, you know, and with everything that's going on, like everyone's like in this weird state of change. So now, now I'm good. I know how to make money. I know what I'm good at. I'm fine. But Beautiful. it's still, it's still and always will be a little bit of a struggle. I, yeah. I believe yeah. that. And I, I embrace that struggle. I think that's why I'm drawn to it. Beautiful, beautiful, perfect. Now, tell, take us through, uh, Quentin, take us through that when this time was there, uh, when you were, you know, in the room, you know, the lights are not there. What kind of thought process you were going through? What was that thoughts? I want to go to the deep, like inside it. What was that mental uh, thought process you were having that point of time? And how you were able to lift yourself from that time to still see the bright picture, to get the energy, to push take the next step right so how was that thing what was happening then yeah um it was a weird time for me man because on one hand you had me dark room using a flashlight to find my clothes in the morning not being able to take a shower with hot water um not being able to eat i remember having ordering like a pizza and it went bad in the fridge and i heated it up in the oven you know because one it was light but it just was it was bad it was bad food it went bad like you had that you had that part of me and then on the other hand you had me posting content looking nice you know people praising me you're amazing q like wow i really want to work with your company 
people actually paying me to work, like me getting off my, like off the ground. Like, so you had like this weird, like duality, this weird parallel, you know, like, and in my head, it's like, wow, these people are telling me this, but my life is not like, not there, you know, like my, the success is not there. Like my, not fame, but my level of brand, the brand that I built is just not synonymous with this life that I'm living. Like that was very hard for me. Very, very hard for me. And what was going on in my head? I, I don't know. I just know it was very difficult mentally to, to push through that. I even like later on when I was bouncing all around and sleeping on the office floor, it was very difficult. I remember doing a podcast with like one of my heroes. I was on her podcast, like one of my heroes. She was interviewing me and I fucked up because of my, my brain. I just, I was so cloudy and I, I didn't know what I was saying. And I was like so tired and exhausted from just not having anything. And she could see that. She's like, we're going to do this again. I know you're all over the place right now and that's okay. Like what was going through in my head is like, this can't get any worse and I'm going to get through this. Like, and that's just how I work. I'm going to get through this, get, get out of my way. That's just, that's how I am. But like, there was just so much, man. And it's, it's hard to say like, this is exactly what I was thinking because I was thinking about everything. I just knew right. that it was yeah. painful. And I had grown so much and there was no way I was going back to what I was. And there was no way I was going to go back after I've already been in this much pain. Yeah, completely. No, no, I can relate this because, uh, you know, I was, I did not hit that kind of low in my life. But when I started the first year itself, I had my relationship going all over. So the, the girl left and that was a time when emotionally I was completely, you know, down. And it's like, you have started the work, you need energy and courage to push the work and yeah. to speak out and suddenly you have this uh, you know, suddenly emotional breakup and when something hits you emotionally it's like this is the entire energy out of you, you know? and uh, you know, today when I look back I see today the work we do of uh, connecting science and ancient wisdom and, you know, and research and in terms of helping people lift so I realized that what was that for me which helped me to uh, you know to go through that phase properly right and for yeah. me it was when I hit that low for me it was to resort to meditation i went to uh, into meditation instead of going to meet people and know and maybe drinks and whatever it might be i went to meditation so what was about you did you follow some rituals in this tough time did you have some of your own um, you know very secret things which you're practicing small big doesn't matter but something of that sure yeah um one thing there was a couple things um the main one that most people know about is i recorded a video every day most people think it's because I wanted to help people. And that's a little bit true, you know, a lot of it true, but it was, I wanted to help myself. You know, I wanted to talk to myself. Like I would leave messages to myself too, that no one's seen like you, like this fucking sucks right now. Like it's going to get better. Like you got this, you just did this, this, and this all the time, dude, I can go back in my Snapchat memories and they're all there. Um, but also I just recorded a video talking about my life um, too. Like I found an old video in my Google photos um, and it was just me boxing, you know, like I had a punching bag, me boxing and listening to this motivational thing. Like, and I, the thought of me doing that now, like I hate motivational stuff. Like I hate it. Like I can't listen to it, but then I needed it, you know, because it was so yeah. bad. And I was boxing, just punching this bag, dude, doing these routines, listening to this thing, like the same playlist over and over again. I would run in snowstorms, listening to the same playlist, like run and just push myself. I was a collegiate track athlete, like try to break my records, you know, like listening to the same playlist, like, and that became my form of meditation. I do meditate as well. Not as much as I should, but I do. Um, but running in working out like that was a huge part of just everything for me back then because I had so much anger and so much aggression and so much just that needed to be released and that was okay you know and I had to come to terms with the fact that I was angry and I could use that anger you know but um as far as like rituals I don't I don't think I had any back then I just I was trying to get trying to get through life Right. Yeah. You know, I was listening to Tim Ferriss, one of the shows of Tim Ferriss, and he mentioned that when in his, I think, graduation, he hit a very low point and he was thinking of like, you know, the thoughts of society were crossing his mind. And he said that point of time, he joined a gym and the physical workout, he said the, he used the body to transcend the mind. You know? mm. So he, I, I used the workout as a method to literally go, uh, you know, uh, 
go out of the mind and to really get things in perspective sometimes we get so much stuck here so yes i think physical workout and you no know, i think it's a very powerful way of releasing your emotions and really getting more energy towards possibly what you want to carry out perfect quentin yeah. uh, tell me about something what is your vision right before i come to the aspect of brand and all what is that one thing you want to really create in this i know you are a creator you your videos have gone viral millions of views and i know i was listening to one of the tech talks you had and you mentioned that you no know, initially you had 10 views 20 views 30 views i know and uh, from last i think four months i have been very regular in terms of building my brand and putting youtube content podcast solo episodes interviews i know and, and sometimes we get like 50 views 100 views you spend time to record it and here the views are less right and i hear that you speaking in the tech talk as well that you know and one day suddenly you had a big views coming in like some yeah. 10000 views something coming in so uh, all of this uh, taking in background what is that one thing you want to create in this world what is that bigger vision you are operating with is there something like that for you in your mind yeah um i'm a big future guy there's a lot of things i want to do like I'd love to be a part of the marketing team that is like a part of the colonization of Mars. I'd love to own an esports organization. I want to help like just foster and build this esports ecosystem as it's continuing to grow. Um but in terms of me as a person, um me as a person, I would just say I want to I want to create things that force people to look at the world differently, you know? I I'm tired of talking. I'm tired of creating things that just me talking about my life. That's just uh an idea, that's just a statement, that's just a story. Now I want to create things that force people to look at things differently and I want to continuously do it. I want to continuously push an envelope. I'm I'm just so tired of doing the same thing. And you talk about like the pains of entrepreneurship like with all the stuff that's going on like big shift in my company and I love the shift I'm super excited about it but it also feels like the death of my company not of my company it feels like a death like I'm losing my identity because there's so much change and you mentioned like working out and how that helps and I was lifting yesterday and I finally got it and I'm like damn like this is what's wrong with me I'm so like fearful and there's all this change going on and I feel like I'm gone and I've lost myself I want to lean into that loss I'm going to lean into that loss of identity and I want to just move towards creating things and continuously creating things that people just they need to look at the world differently they cannot they don't have a choice but to look at the world differently because of the things that I've created I think that's the main thing that I want to do whether that's me being a part of the colonization of Mars or esports or uh me writing a book whatever it is you know I want to force people to look at the world in a different way Okay yeah beautiful beautiful do you find yourself sometime in a space where you know you you have all of these dreams to obviously go forward to do and same time and you have a restlessness as well within but same time the inability to take action in the moment right maybe you're so overwhelmed you no know, like what do i do right now there's so much of things to carry out do you feel yeah. something like that uh not often but yesterday i did after i was doing that i'm like wow okay i'm stressed out this is so weird for me cuz i'm normally not so i made a list of everything on my plate and i'm like damn that's why i'm stressed out cuz i have all these dreams all these ambitions and i'm trying to tackle them right now and i i wasn't like that but somewhere along the line i built this company i had this team and it was a machine and it was going and i wasn't doing anything but doing the strategy and selling so i had a lot more time and now okay what do i want to do what are the goals what are the activities and things that i need to do to maximize the return and that's it that's all you're going to focus on q so i made a list and i cross out like 75% of it and that's all i'm doing now and it feels so good to just do the things that i know are going to help me get there you know right i i saw the fv post i think in the group uh, where you mentioned about mm-hmm. the restructuring of the company and the thing and i think yeah. it's so important to uh, know times like this to re- reflect and reinvent yourself and to see what possibly needs to go out and what needs to stay right inside you and outside you as well i think so yeah this time serves in a great way uh when quentin coming to the aspect of uh, one of your major work which is to help people and companies build brand right how significant because a lot of my audience are possibly entrepreneurs uh, yeah. people 
are uh, starting something on their own uh, SMEs, people who possibly are thinking of something starting on their own. How significant do you feel is the aspect of brand building in the world today? Individual yeah. yeah. Um, think of it like back in the day, you know, let's say before the internet was a thing. Like that's like asking how important was it to have a good reputation? You know, like how important is it to be good at the thing that you do? If people know that you're good at that. Is that a cat? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <That's being high. laughs> I yeah, love cats. Yeah. Um, it's like asking like how important it is to be good or how important is it to that people know that you're good at what you do. It's very important. It's right. going to increase your um your success is going to increase opportunities that had your way, you know? Like it's very very important. It's essential almost in times like these I think proves that because yes, this hit we lost over $600,000. What now, Q? oh, we have this brand that we built. We have this presence. We have this community. We can pivot. And people talk about job security. Times like these prove that that doesn't exist. But if you have a brand, you can do a lot of different things, you know? Like you have that community that you can always take with you, just like you have that reputation. You can lose it just like that. So I would say it's essential. It's not even important. It's essential. Um, stop looking at it like a brand, though. Look as it Look at it like an extension of who you are. The internet, social media, all of it, it's just an extension of who we are, you know? Right, it's not this yeah. weird entity that you have. It's just, it's just you, another version of you. True, true, true. So having said that, uh, if somebody is you know, starting on, on this process right now, what is the, uh, right from scratch, possibly building the brand, and you being an expert in this, and I've seen your website as well. You have worked with a lot of companies and people. And, I, and although all the uh, people who are listening right now, I'll urge you again to go and check his work. And uh, if somebody you know, really resonate, also look for the services. Uh, Quinton, if somebody is starting from scratch, uh, what is the advice you give to them? What should be the approach? Because I want to give some actionable advice as well for people. right? So what is the actionable advice you can give to people who may be on Facebook, LinkedIn, here and there, but there's no professional approach for brand building. Do they hire a company? Do they hire a services? Do, or they plan something on their own to start? What does that you take would be on this? Yeah, um, like I said, and like you said, our company is pivoting a bit. Um, but before, so we're not doing personal brand work anymore, but we are, we, we're going to have a program that allows people to do it for themselves. And then we can just help on the back end. Um, I would say we turn down a lot of people because they're just not a good fit for us, you know? So one, if anyone's saying like, yeah, we can help you, we can help you. It doesn't matter who you are. Like just one size fits all. That's bullshit. They're lying because that does not exist. That's not how it works. We can't help anyone unless they know who they are. They're really willing to figure out who they are because it all starts with you. You have to know who you are. People can't follow you if you don't know where you're going, you know, like you've got to know those things. And I think it starts with the self-work. And like I said, it's not about building a brand. It's about building you. You have to know you. So do that internal work first. I would say that's always step one. Always step one. Where are you going? Who are you? Who are you? Like, what are those skills that you have? Do that internal work. And there's a lot of lot of good resources for that, like Clifton Strengths Finder. Um, honestly, just reading and putting yourself out there and learning. Like, I like this. I don't like this. You know. And I'm assuming if you're listening to this podcast, you've already done a lot of that internal work. Um, in terms of actionable, I think a lot of people look at content or they think I've got to create content. I've got to build a brand. I've got to create, bring value. That means, which means I've got to teach people. That is not what that means. Like I said, you know, I want to create things that make people look at the world differently. That doesn't mean I'm going to talk and say, here's how you build a personal brand. Sometimes that means, okay, I'm going to do this grief film and I'm going to get seven people in a room and I'm going to put a put them in a circle and they're all going to read about like their experience with grief. You know, it's, it's this creation. Sometimes that means I'm going to take this photo and I'm not going to say anything, but it's going to tell you a story. Sometimes that means I'm going to, I'm going to take this little figure right here and like do something with it, you know, like content and value means different things based off of that internal work that you do, you know? So what are you good at? I'm a writer. That doesn't mean that I need to write but I'm a writer and I know that because of that, my videos can do really well because of the stories that I can tell. So do that internal work. 
and create content around that. And that does not have to be, here's tip one, here's tip two, here's tip three, but find a unique way to stand out on whatever platform that is. If it's TikTok, there's a lot of education. I'm sorry, there's a lot of entertainment. So how can you stand out there? How can you do something different? If it's LinkedIn, there's a lot of educational stuff. So how can I do something different? Maybe that's entertainment. You know, if you're on Instagram, there's a lot of beautiful photos. So how can you do something different? You know, and something that still is aligned with that internal work that you did. Um, and then, of course, there's like a lot of like little tidbits that you can do on any platform. But I think it always starts with that internal work. Always like there's a reason why people are big on multiple platforms. The big people are big on multiple platforms and not just one because they know who they are and yeah. they're good at communicating on, on any medium, you know? So, yeah, um, let's see that. Okay, okay. Now, uh, the second question which comes on this part now is, now some people, they would say, look, I do not have the capacity to parallelly be active on Facebook, on LinkedIn, on podcasts, on Instagram, on TikTok, right? So what approach do you suggest? Do we have maybe a moderate content all the platforms or you find your platform, one or two of them, and you focus on that platform. What is that your strategy generally is? Yeah, um, I think you'll get different answers based off who you ask here. Um, you would get a different answer from me if you asked me a couple of years ago, but I would say just do one or do whatever you can and do it very freaking well. If that is just a newsletter that goes out once a month, you freaking crush that newsletter that goes out once a month. If that's a podcast, crush it. If that is you on TikTok, crush it. Just do that one thing or two things or three things or whatever you can handle and do it really well because you'll get results. You know, you're not going to get results from trying to do everything and like nothing like really pops off because you're just trying to do too much. So I would say focus on whatever you can handle and do it as, as well as you can. Right. Which are the platforms you see which are possibly going to be big in the coming future? Yeah. Um, LinkedIn's doing well. Um, it's, it's grown. It's a really good platform. The net worth, average net worth is way higher than anyone on any other platform. So that's a good reason to be on it. TikTok, of course, is doing really freaking well. It's growing. It's not slowing down. I really like Quora. Um, which is a question and answer platform. You ask a question, people answer. Um, but I would say in the future, and I don't know why people don't talk about this more, but um, the future, I don't think it's TikTok. I don't think it's LinkedIn. I don't think it's Facebook. I don't think it's any of that. I think it's something more along the lines of Fortnite. And I know it's weird. I know it sounds weird. I'm a gamer. so. But if you look at Fortnite, it's already a social media platform. It's not the same way as anything else, but you have concerts. Like, Ken, like Travis Scott had a, had a concert. Marshmallow had a concert in this, in this game. And people are gathering to watch this concert and to talk and to hang out with their friends. That's a social media platform. That is the future. It's not Facebook. It's not TikTok. Like, of course, Facebook is working on something like that too. But yep. I think it's going to be more along the lines of something like Fortnite. So don't, don't sleep on those things, you know? Like, if you want to succeed in the future, I think it's more along the lines of people that can build worlds, people that understand that ecosystem and the old ecosystem and how, how to succeed in the new, new ecosystem. But I think it's more along the lines of something like Fortnite, where you have this extension of yourself on, right. online. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Great. Uh, Quinton, do you feel fear? Full? Do I feel full? Do you feel fear? Fear. Oh, fear. Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm afraid all the time, bro. <laughs> <laughs> all the time, man. Yeah, yeah. All the time. You know, it's a very common emotion. I like, no, I generally conduct a lot of workshops, and these are classroom workshops and also online sessions. And one of, uh, and like in maybe one to one coaching, and I find fear is a major factor a lot of people they struggle with, right? What is your strategy of handling fear? How, when the fear comes up, or you want to do something or big, build something, and there's this fear coming up? What is your approach of handling that fear? How do you see the fear and, and how do you tackle it? How do you conquer it? Yeah. How do you come One of my favorite quotes is from Doctor Who. And he said, fear is a superpower. It pushes you. I don't know the exact quote, but I was a collegiate track athlete, you know, and you're on the line, you're about to jump or you're about to run and you're afraid. Like maybe not because you're not good enough or whatever, but like I might lose, I might trip, whatever. You're afraid. And that fear, like you, you start 
Like you're ready, right? You're about to, you're about to go. Okay. Like it pushes you. It makes you run faster. It makes you jump further. That's fear. Like we have fear for a reason. It is a superpower. 1000%. I'm afraid I'm going to die. So I'm going to do everything in my power not to die. I'm afraid that I'm going to fail. So I'm going to do everything in my power not to fail. I'm afraid that I'm going to lose. So I'm going to freaking work hard and dominate and push and just focus and, and remember my training and put in the work, you know, like Fear is a superpower. And I would say, like, I'm afraid all the time, but the more I tackle it, the easier it gets. I'm sorry, the easier it doesn't get, the easier it is to move despite that fear. I'm always like, I think I've been the same level. I've had the same level of fear. And I think if you don't have that fear, you're not doing the right thing. I'm afraid right now because I'm about to do something I've never done before. Yeah. Which is so weird to me, you know, like, but I feel like it's 2016 again. And I love that. And I always want to, not always want to feel like that, but I always want some level of that. So I would say the more you do it, the easier it gets to move despite the fact that you're afraid. But remember, yeah. it's a superpower. Like it yeah. pushes you. Know, yeah, that's a very good perspective, I think, no? That whenever we have a lot of fear, we eventually, we run faster, we save our life, right? So a lot of energy can be channelized as well. Yeah. What are things which you fear? What things that you're, fear about, you're fearful about right now? Yeah, I think my biggest fear is being mediocre. Uh-huh. I think that's been my biggest fear since I was a little kid, like just being mediocre. Maybe it's an ego thing. Maybe it's the way I grew up. I don't know. Just being mediocre. Right now, I would say um, biggest fear is just not being, not being what I thought I was, you know, because again, like I said, you've got that loss of identity with something that when it changes, the company's changing. So I'm, I'm feeling this loss of identity and I'm afraid that I may not be who I thought I was, or may not be as good as I thought I was. Um, whether that's true or not, I don't know, but we'll see. We'll see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So in that scheme of things, uh, how much, uh, what is more important for you, the effort you have put in or the outcome you eventually get? What is, which is, has, which has more weightage for you? Um, the the effort I'd love to, I'd love to say it's an input. Um, but I think as human beings, we love focusing on the outputs. Then again, though, I think whatever I input, so long as I'm clear on it and I'm clear on the goal will help me get to whatever that goal is on like a internal level, like this, my skill set or my knowledge or whatever it is. So I would say that they're probably equal. You know, I, I want the outcomes. I 1000% want the outcomes. I'm also patient, patiently impatient, impatiently patient. What are, what are those? Uh, yeah. <laughs> both, both I would say. Yeah, right, right, right. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Now, uh, how important is like, you know, when you have this fear and doubt and like, you know, obviously you said when you start doing something which you have not done and you have these uh, doubts coming in and like, like currently uh, the work I do, uh, I have great ideas and plans. I want to really uh, bring a shift in the consciousness of people, uh, values like we are all connected, you no know, compassion, love, that's eventually is what going to make us survive in the long run, right? Yeah. And my work is really focused on that part. And when you have these big ideas, Sometimes, and this is very ironical, but sometimes I end up finding a bit of a dent in my self-belief. Like sometimes I find that, no, there's a doubt arising up. And though I teach people, as you said, right, I go and say, no, you have to be conditioning your mind yourself, have faith, now look at the vision, condition yourself. So how do you handle that part of when you have a doubt, you have to then work on the self-belief? How is that thing for you? What is that you carry out? Yeah. Doubt is just like fear, you know, like it's not that it pushes you, but it's, it's natural. Like, would it even be faith if you didn't have doubt, right? Like if you're a hundred percent sure, like, then what's the point? Like, it's boring. Like, like that, that just sounds so boring. It's like, yeah, your business 100% is going to succeed. Go do it. Right. Then you're just, you're going to be complacent and you're going to go. Like if there's doubt, you're going to put in the work, you're going to do the research, you're going to figure it out. You're going to make sure you don't, you're going to try your best not to fail. Um, I, I don't really struggle with doubt. I do doubt though. You know, I don't really struggle with fear, but I do fear. The reason I don't struggle with those is because I've doubted myself so damn much and I've feared so damn much, but I've also like come out of the darkest of places as a kid, as a teenager, as an adult, you know, like in that pain, like I said, like that's what drives me. Like that's, there's been so much beauty that's come out of that for me. So I like, I don't really struggle with it. Um, so I'm not sure I can answer that, but I do feel it. I feel it a lot. 
No, I, in the TED talk, you mentioned that, uh, you know, when you were creating the videos initially and you had very less number of views. Mm. Now, somebody who is trying to build a brand and they are trying to take that approach of maybe writing an article to record a podcast and, and the videos. And initially, maybe the response is not that much, right? And some people in that time is when they give up, right? They don't sustain the course. They don't really walk the path till the point they have a you know, breakthrough, right? Now, how how somebody who is starting to build a brand for them, what is that strategy which they can follow to sustain or to you know, follow the course till the point they really have a breakthrough in their life? Yeah, um, I would suggest two things. One thing that I did first, um, one thing that I did um, is I built a group of my own. Basically, it started off as 17 people. It was just 17 people that are probably not in the group anymore, but just people that I thought were on the same wavelength as me. And that turned into 18, that turned into 20, that turned into 21, that turned into 1,000. And I think now it's close to 2,000. Um, it's just a group. And right now it's focused on people that want to master their craft. Like that's the group. You know, do that. Because I think when you realize that there are people that are following you, actual people, and this is the second point. Imagine, I just want you to imagine, like close your eyes and imagine those 20 views, those 20 views you're getting on YouTube or LinkedIn or whatever. Imagine 20 people in a room. And that is a lot of people. That is a lot of people that have lives, that have kids, that have significant others, that have jobs, that have dreams, that have doubts and fears just like you and have real conversations with them. When you post something and one person comments, like don't say, damn, one person commented. Say, wow, one person commented. And I think that was a big shift in my consciousness when I was like, okay, like I'm going to go speak and okay, like there's 20 people in the room. No, there's 20 freaking people that came and took the time out of their day to come see me speak. There's 20 people that are watching my video. And then that way, when you get to 100K, when you get to a million, you will appreciate it and you'll be ready for it. I needed that time where I was only getting 20 views because I was an idiot. I had no idea what I was doing. And I, I, I wasn't talented yet. I didn't get it and I was struggling. And that was my time to make mistakes and to learn. And then when I got to the point where, wow, there's freaking 10,000 people in this room, I was ready. And actually I wasn't ready and I messed up. And I learned that significance. These are 10,000 people in this room that have lives. You know, I'm not gonna hit them all. I'm not gonna touch them all, but I might touch some. Like, and that means something. So I would say focus on the fact that those are real people. One person comments, you leave the best comment of your life back on that person. Like, wow, thank you so much for coming. Like, okay, yeah, here. Like, I'd love to chat. Like, have this conversation because that, that scales and it turns into more people. And I, I don't have the biggest brand. I don't have the biggest community, but I know that I have mad love for them and a lot of them have mad love for me. And like, that's all that matters to me. And it took me a while to get there, but Again, like that comes with the time that you spend, like just be okay with people not watching, but know that there are also people watching. Like even if it's one person, there are people watching. Right. And so rightly said, I think two points. One is you mentioned that there's a time when you can improve yourself. You can look at the feedback. You no, know, you can, from being a stupid, you can really become a good <laughs> content creator, right? And second is a lot of time, yes, we are so focused on having that big following, the numbers, yeah. that we don't really uh, see the value of 10 people commenting and 30 likes and, and 100 views possibly. And we, the mind simply discounts it. Like it, it discards it. It's like, oh, I don't get the view. Right? Instantly, we have that perception. So very well said that, no, there are real people. 20 people in the room appreciating you. It's like one of the best moments of your life possibly, you know. Yeah. So yeah, very amazing perspective, Quentin. Great. Uh, now, we will be the last 10 minutes of the show. So what are some of the non-negotiable values you live with? Are there something non-negotiable which you don't compromise at all? Yeah, I don't do anything that I don't want to do. That's just non-negotiable for me, um, period. Like if I'm not feeling it, I don't do it. Business-wise, life-wise, um, maybe not relationship-wise because I have to compromise a lot, but <laughs> outside of that. Yeah. I was going to ask that question. <laughs> <laughs> um, outside of that, I don't do anything that I don't want to do. And that, like I had massive ADD, like it's just, it's hard for me to focus. And if I'm not in it, I, I can't do it. Like it's why I was a terrible employee, you know, like I would say that's my main non-negotiable. Like I just, I don't do things that I don't want to do. Beautiful, beautiful, amazing, amazing. What is one, which is the one favorite book of yours? Mm. Mm, that's a tough one, man. Um, I would say there were a couple that changed my life right when I was starting and I needed that motivation, Jen Sincero, You're a Badass 
was a big one for me. And I was like, wow, I can actually do this. And I quit my job like a couple months later, man. And looking back, I was like, I can't believe I did that. Like that was kudos to younger me. Um, another one was Power of Habit. The Power of Habit. I forget the author, but just incredible book. Um, Jaws, to talk- Jaws, yeah. Jaws Charles- Duck- yeah, yeah, maybe. Um, I have no idea, honestly. I don't even know if I have the book anymore, but an amazing book. Um, yeah. I don't know. If there's probably, there's a bunch, man. I've, I've got to look through them, but those were probably two that really impacted me early on. Okay, beautiful. Uh, is there a favorite uh, quote you have, some a statement which resonates with you, a quote, a phrase, a saying by somebody, one-liner? I love, uh, if you want to be great, just be great. And there's another version of it. Um, if you want, what is it? Wow, I think it's my background, actually. Um, ah, okay. <laughs> let me see. If you are good enough, no one is stopping you. Um, variations yeah. of that, you know. Yeah. I like yeah. control. Right, yeah. Who is the one leader, uh, maybe political, business, you know, across domains, who inspires you? Is there a person uh, you look forward to, you, like, you really be fond yeah. of? Um, there's a lot of them. Um, Gary Vee, of course, is always a, a big reason why I started my business, big reason why I've gotten to where I am. Um, but I love Sophia Amoroso, um, founder of Nasty Gale, founder of uh, Girl Boss, incredible person. Like, I just, I love the work that she's been able to do. I followed her for a long time. Um, Jason Silva, uh, which has probably had the biggest impact on me as a creative uh, in terms of like the way I talk the way that I communicate my ideas. Um, I consumed a lot of his stuff early on and it's just, it's crazy looking at his stuff and then looking at how I've grown and it's just like, wow, like I can totally see how he impacted me. Um, there's a lot of them, man. Like I, Kobe Bryant was like my yeah. biggest hero, biggest hero, like just mama mentality. Growing up, like I stopped watching basketball when he retired. That's how much I loved Kobe. Um, there's just, there's a lot of them, a lot of them. Beautiful. Uh, Quentin, what is uh, one or two advice you'll give to your 18, 20 yourself? Um, pick one cluster of things and focus on that cluster. What I mean by cluster is if you're good at writing and strategy and music, find the intersection of those things and get really good at that intersection. Stop trying to code, stop trying to 3D model, stop trying to do all these other things that you're interested in and just be... <laughs> Pick a cluster, man. <laughs> right, right. Beautiful. That's a good thing, yeah. Maybe not getting focused on one thing, but a combination of two, three things, and you see how you know, most yeah. of us, we have our uh, zone in a couple of things, possibly, and no, it's good to when you bring it all together. Beautiful. Quentin, <laughs> uh, if you have one week to live, one week to survive, what are three things you'll do on priority? Um, let's say the first thing, and maybe... I mean, I'd spend time with my family and friends. Um, I think that's one and two, family, friends, and my dog. And I think the last thing, um, I know most people say travel and things like that. Maybe I'd do that with my family and friends, but I'd probably create a bunch of films and stories. Um, and I think that's it, honestly. I think that's, that's what I would want to leave the world with, a bunch of statements, a bunch of stories, a bunch of creations. If, whether people watch it or not, who cares, you know? Right. Yeah. 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 Okay. Uh, second last question. If somehow you have the ability to achieve your 10 year goal in a matter of one week's time, right? 10 years goal into one week's time, what are possibly two or three things you are going to do about it? How would you uh, manifest that 10 year goal into a week's time? Hmm. It's a really good question. Wow. Thank you for that. I think that actually makes things clear for me. Um, if I were to achieve my 10 year goal in a week's time, what are the things that I would do? I would and given probably. You, given, given you have the ability, you have the potential, yeah. you have the ability. Um, I would probably, one, um, put together a list of people that I needed to talk to in order to achieve that goal. Um, people that I absolutely needed to talk to, and I would reach out to all of them. Um, I wouldn't ask right away, but I would reach out to all of them within that first day of the week and then build that relationship and then probably have to ask at the end of the end of the week or near the end of the week. Um, two, um, at that time, I would probably have to have a much bigger brand. Um, I would leverage that brand to build that relationship with those people. Um, three, I'd probably pull together some 
pool of really powerful people, really powerful people that I had built relationships with over the, that time um, to help me achieve that goal, to help me and us get to where we wanted to go, some sort of collective. But I would say the biggest thing is just those relationships with those people and making sure that I had the money and funds to achieve what I was looking to achieve. Beautiful. It's an interesting question. No one's ever asked that. Very interesting. <laughs> yeah, I like that question. I think it is in the book uh, by Peter Thiel, Zero to One. Mm. And he asked us that, what if your 10-year goal you can achieve in a month's time, a week's time? What is the strategy for it? And yeah. I love because suddenly it puts the brain to a different way of thinking. Suddenly you're thinking yeah. about points, which sometimes is an amazing idea, right? It's like a breakthrough goal, you know? Yeah. And sometimes I think uh, it can literally give you that next orbit in a way, in a fact. No? So I love yeah, I to have uh, different answers for people. From people. Good question. Uh, really good question. Yeah. Uh, if the world is listening to you right now, the entire world, you are on the mic, what is your one message to the world? Uh, yeah. Um, my one message is probably like, damn, I just messed up this message and I want to say something good, but I probably forgot. Uh, I would say stop... Uh, Stop listening so much to people like me, you know, and I've said this a lot. I, there's a lot of people out there that are gurus that shouldn't be gurus who haven't been trained, that haven't put in hours or anything like that. And I don't have all the answers. I'm 26 going on 27. I've been an entrepreneur for four years. I found some success. Part of that is luck. Part of that is hard work. Part of that is talent. Um, part of that is just, I was in the right place at the wrong or at the right time, you know, like stop listening so much to people like me and start listening to yourself. Do the internal work. Um, the reason I found success, a big reason is because I really know who I am and I know what I'm good at. Um, do that internal work, continuously build that relationship with yourself. But then again, like, don't listen so much to people like me. Find what works for you. Right. Beautiful. Amazing, Quentin. Amazing. Uh, to close with, uh, who are the people you think uh, who should connect with you on different platforms, social media, and who are the people whom uh, your services would be a right fit? Yeah, um, with where we're going um, as a company, it's less agency, which I'm excited about, you know, like less client work, less, honestly, not even less, like almost non-existent. We'll do some, but only stuff that we're really, really passionate about. So sneakers and esports and maybe some fashion stuff, and that's about it. But as a company, we're moving more in the direction of one, leaning in our podcast and creating films and documentaries, and that's it, you know, so in terms of who my services are a good fit for, I'd say no one at this time, unless you're looking to sponsor something like that. Um, I do do some freelance, like personal brand work. So if you need help, like totally reach out. Um, I forgot the other question. but, <laughs> but yeah, You have a personal community as well on Facebook where people can join in? Yeah, yeah. That I would say is join that. Yeah. If you're, if you're looking to be a master at your craft, get really good at what you're trying to do. Um, there's a Facebook community called Stranger Purpose. Um, same, same name as our podcast. You can join that on Facebook. Um, we'll approve you within 24 hours. Perfect. Everyone, uh, it has been such a pleasure to hear Quentin. I can't recommend you guys more, uh, but to follow this guy because he's, as you have heard this now, he's so authentic inside, outside the same. There's no pretension. He's completely transparent and also such an amazing creator, human being, and with such a noble intention of shifting the world. So if you resonate with this talk and his idea, I'll urge you to follow him as well. Quentin, it is a pleasure to have you. I wish you all the success in your life and may all your dreams come true and may your 10-year goal get into this one week time and manifest for you. Thank you, man. Thank, Thank you. For Thank you so much for having me, dude. This is cool. This is super cool. Yeah, you're a good. Uh, you're a really good host, man. Like, not a lot of people do research like that. Like, you're gonna go far. That's really cool. Thank you so much, Quentin. Thank you so much. Hey, thank you so much for listening to the episode. I hope you got some value. I request you do subscribe and share in your network. And I'll really appreciate if you can follow us on different social media platforms. You can find me with the name Avinash Anand Singh. Goodbye, take care, God bless and be iconic.